This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. One company in the city is helping Chicagoans navigate estates big and small. I'm Natalie Moore, in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. There can be a lot of moving pieces when you experience the loss of a family member. On top of the emotional piece, there can be logistical challenges like putting together services and gathering other loved ones. There's also figuring out what to do with their belongings. Do you keep them? Donate them. It can be a lot. For some, estate sales could be the right option. To find out what estate sales are all about, we're talking to the people behind Chicago-based estate sale goddess, Lynn and Ty McDaniel. Lynn, how do estate sales usually work? Do you have to have a huge mansion filled with precious jewels and art to host one? That's that's the common misconception. With the state sale goddess, we go into the estate, and an estate could be an apartment, it could be a condominium, or it could be a huge mansion. We go in, we walk through, we take a good look, and we see what's available. Usually, we like to see a full-packed house, um, but in some instances, it could just be maybe 10 items, and that, that can be an estate. How did you get into this line of work, Ty? We started another business. It's called an Orange Moon. Uh, it's a retail um, furniture store selling um, mid-century modern, Danish modern furniture. And there were a lot of people that would come into the store and say, well, we have an entire house filled with furniture that won't fit into the store, but we don't know what to do with it. And other items also. So we decided to start the estate sale um, business to provide a service to assist those people in um, moving along. How do people come to you? I mean, do they feel guilty about getting rid of belongings or do they feel overwhelmed? And how do you deal with the emotional piece? Um, Ty and I, luckily, we have a background. We used to be clinical therapists. Uh, I worked for Dr. Bell and Ty was... Carl Bell, the famous Carl Carl Bell. Bell. Yes. And Ty was at Haymarket. Ty was 28 years in the industry. And so luckily, we have that under our belt. Usually when people come to us, they've already gathered within the family and they've already talked things through. Um, They figure out that um, they might want to put the property um, on on the market or they might just want another family member to move in, but they know that the contents of the estate has to come out. And that's where we come in. And that's, you know, we help them, you know, develop a game plan and then we, you know, help them get everything sold and through the best channels. So with Estesa Goddess, we're just not a run of the mill 
a state liquidation company, not hating on anybody. Everyone does a wonderful job. Everyone has a different um, game plan. But with us, we make sure that depending on the contents of the estate and where it goes, you know, some uh, estates might be so important that it might merit going to a museum or an institution or a library. Um, And some things just might be better suited just to go to the general public. I'm fascinated that you all have a therapist (laughs) career. (laughs) Did you know that that would come into, that that background would help doing estate sale work? And how does it help? I think it helps in a way of understanding loss and grieving and how to assist people in moving from that space to um, a space of, you know, where they can grow and move on. But I think, like Lynn said, it's not all the time someone has passed during an estate sale or someone has died. Uh, People uh, also move and leave their entire uh, contents of the home because they've bought a a different home in a different state. Or someone, um, I I would say uh, probably seven out of nine times someone has passed, they want to list the home, so they want all of the items out of the home. And a lot of times... It's like, you know, if, if a parent, one of my parents would, you know, they're both passed already, but would pass now, I already have an entire house full of my own things. So I wouldn't be able to take all of their things and, you know, bring it to my home. And those people want the things sold. And for them to go to people who would cherish them more than just, you know, throwing them into a... a and that's a popular misconception, if I can just jump in, because a lot of times that is the biggest uh, misconception um, people think that, um, and I just wanted to clear it up. People think that when we do an estate liquidation, it's because this is how can, you know, people sometimes write on social media or send me a message. How can you do that? How can you sell those people's things? Those things are important. Donate them to a museum. But, you know, we're under contract and we have to follow exactly what the family puts out. And if the family says, sell these items, we sell the items. We go according to our contracts. And some of these estates are very important, and they really don't need to wind up, um, you know, with the general public. They need to go to these institutions, and that's what Estates of Goddess does. We make sure that the different estates, um, whatever's earmarked, you know, some things go to uh, maybe the Smithsonian, some things go to uh, the libraries and the institutions and the colleges and universities, So, um, you know, there is a method to the madness. Well, tell me how an estate sale works. Do you have to get the courts involved? You mentioned a contract. What's the difference between an estate sale and saying, I'm having a garage sale of my Mm -hmm. late relative stuff and I'm putting it on the lawn? Well, um, let me see. How can I how can I say this? Um, If you the difference between an estate sale and a garage sale is that the things are out there in the garage, okay? Um, in the state sale, the things are in the home, and usually they command high dollars. Um, I feel um, it's sad that I have come across garage sales where people think that, uh, you know, they're out there, they're, they're um, pricing their things on their own, and they're, they're giving away the money. So it always pays to hire a professional, whether you hire a state sale goddess or you hire another company in the city of Chicago. We all have our different methods and our different ways, but a state sale goddess is very strong in regard to research and 
um, having um, an educated staff. We have a librarian, a licensed librarian, 28 years. Um, I, you know, bought and sold antiques. I started out on Maxwell Street. My mom graduated from Vogue. So, and my father drugged me down to Maxwell Street every Sunday after church. So these are some of the things that are in my my mind and in my heart, and it's helped me grow and learn antiques. Uh, Ty is an expert in vinyl, ephemera, and um, first edition books. So it's 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 good to have a uh, you know we have a jeweler on staff. So we have different uh, people that we pull from and depend on. We put our own contract together, and the contract is tailored differently for each uh, family because. Um, you know, the family members might want to sell this. They might want to do that. So we have to go according to, like I said, with the family. We work toward the family needs. Um, another thing of the estate sales, um, you know, it, it's very important. I, I just want to mention this, too, that um, uh, people that need the help of an estate sale company, that they hire the right estate liquidator. Uh, people, you get what you pay for. So um, if someone comes to you, and I really don't want to talk money, but if someone comes to you and says, oh, yeah, I'll do your whole estate for uh, 20%, 25%, you better run. Because, Why is that bad? Because you get what you pay for. There's no way that a person can do an estate liquidation and uh, do a thorough job on a you know, 20 or 25% basis. It just doesn't work that way. So they should be charging more or... Uh, it's up to that to individual, and I really don't want to talk money. I know money, you don't but, talk about money, but I, I but guess I'm not you, clear on why 20% is. You just couldn't. There's no way that you could possibly run a business on 20%. That would be like, um, no, you just couldn't do it. You, If you have a full staff and you have to do PR and marketing and you have to bring a staff in, because when you do an estate liquidation or an estate sale, uh, it, it usually takes at minimum – 14 to 21 days to get everything together because there's so much tagging and researching and uh, staging and and so much communication with the family, so much communication with your own staff. So um, it takes time. And so and time is money. So 20 percent just won't cut it. Okay, well, I really wanted to go to the Etta Moten Barnett estate. Excuse me, Etta Moten Barnett state sale when I heard about it. heard it was fabulous. Oh, my gosh. Um, Ty, can you tell us about her rich history and her husband also and what was in their home? I would say a lot of uh, memorabilia from their travels to uh, Africa. And first, I think we should let listeners know who were, who was this couple? Edamode and Barnett. Uh, she was uh, the famous, beautiful, you know, somewhat, we, when we liquidated Lerone Bennett's estate, uh, one of the daughters, Joy Former came, Ebony editor and author. 50 year of Ebony magazine. One of the daughters came to me after that liquidation and says, Lynn, I think you all should liquidate the Etta Moden Burnett estate. And I'm like, huh? Well, okay. And then we started emailing and then it just kind of just, they just, it was just fell apart, just disappeared. We got busy. I don't think they were ready. They yeah. Were ready. And then all of a sudden, um, we we met with the family of Edamode and Barnett, and it was, you know, Porgy and Bess, sh- they wrote that for her, that song. And it said that if it was uh, never, um, if it wasn't for um, Edamode and Barnett, there would be no Josephine Baker. There would be no Lena Horn. And when we went through the ephemera and the memorabilia and the photos at that estate, um, the 
personal letters and the post personal autograph letters to Edmund Barnett from the girls, from Lena, you know, from from uh, Josephine with photos of them. And, and it was just amazing. I didn't even know that Lena Horn had little freckles. So cute. Go ahead, Ty. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ty, you were going to tell us what was in the home. Uh, like Lynn said previously, first edition books, uh, a lot of memorabilia from their uh, travels. They organized the uh, 1940 Negro Exposition, and it was a lot of memorabilia from there, from that uh, event in 1940. And so also uh, one of the things, Ty, speak to what you remember that uh, piece of paper, that booklet? Speak to that. Well, when we first arrived at the home, they had most of these items in bins. And I'm a historian. I love history. I love uh, all history. But black history is uh, especially connected to me. I, I, I love it. And I was able to, to uh, sort through those bins for three weeks and find all type of um, uh, memorabilia, um, documents from um, the White House. Um, there was one play that Scott Joplin did. Well, he wrote the play, but he was never able to stage that uh, musical. And uh, we found a um, the original play, original musical, Tree Manisha, by Scott Joplin, 1939, I believe he did it, but it could have been earlier. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, it was signed by his wife. Beautiful uh, copy of the uh, play, and uh, we were able to sell that for uh, $35,000. So wow. it was just on the bottom of a bin, right? Um, and I found it. When I found it, I, I'm like, this is sensational. I told everybody what I had, told them what I had. Because like, ah, you know. I was <laughs> I said, busy doing is... my thing. Right. I was trying to put things together there at the estate. So, so Etta was an entertainer. I just want folks to know yes. that Claude Barnett was the founder of the Associated Negro right. Press. So right. he Claude was a, a. Barnett. I always want to say I think Etta also a political activist. Also, you know, she did a lot of things around. There were a lot of items. Uh, I and think they lived were, in Bronzeville. Right. There was yes. a, there was one uh, piece of paper or one um, she received a, an award from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and it was signed by um, Mahalia Jackson um, for a it was she did a fundraiser for uh, the Southern Christian Leadership, Leadership Conference. Conference. Yeah, right. dig it, SLC. Right. But also, and I just wanted to add in there. Um, so we partnered with a lot of um, institutions and museums and libraries to make sure that the first edition books and all the photographs and the, everything of importance, whether it was the outfit, her closet was stunning, uh, her jewelry was stunning. She just, it was just an amazing collection. And they had the, the great thing about them is that, that they had the wherewithal to make sure that everything, that they saved everything because they knew that it would mean a lot to the world once they were gone. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason. It was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Meha Ahmad. If you've been living under a rock, 
the last few months, we just had a huge mayoral election. Here are expert analysis and from mayor-elect Brandon Johnson on our feed. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. That's all for Reset. I'm Natalie Moore, and for Sasha Ann Simons, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.